0: Good Monday morning, guys. I'm Jerry Miller, and welcome to Real Talk with Keith Smith. Thank you kindly for joining us. Great to connect with you through the I Love Seville Network out of downtown Charlottesville here in central Virginia. The show is presented by Yes Realty Partners. In fact, if you look at the screen, you see the brands, the businesses, and the people you can count on to get you to the finish line of buying or selling a piece of property. Thank you kindly for joining us. The viewer and listener, which is you, can join us in the discussion by offering some thoughts, some perspective, in the comment section, and I will relay it live on air. Judah Wickower is back in the house. He is our director. Yesterday, or excuse me, last week on Thursday and Friday, I was the director and the producer. It's a very challenging endeavor. In fact, I directed and produced Real Talk while hosting and Real Talk. And Judah, I want to say thank you for coming back. You were missed. <laughs> Um, I would not suggest directing, producing, and hosting a show for anyone out there. Particularly with Smith on the other <laughs> side. I mean, you make it easy. Actually, you, of all the folks that come on the shows, that would be the best person to do it with.
1: Oh, thank you. Because
0: um, you have the gift of Gab. Who, me? And you have a lot of practice broadcasting, although he is a realtor. <laughs> there you <go>. And he <laughs> helps people buy and sell homes. It's, good, it's, good morning, we, my we friend.
1: Need, we need to... We need to Set that point. you're a realtor, oh, you're a realtor. Oh, um, I, I, this is that's my day job. <laughs> this is not my day job, you're a realtor. This is my day job. I, <laughs> I, I had somebody bump into it the other day Come, Well, hold it. I thought you, you you just did this talk show. No, I actually buy and sell. Uh, he does a lot of it. I do a lot, we do a lot of it. We do fair a fair amount of it. Uh, but hey, Judah, welcome back. Do we have the Judah cam? Set? Uh, I think we do. I think we because do because there's something that you. That's okay.
0: Uh, we could just show your head. Yeah. We, we'll, I think we've reminded him to use the mic before from time to time. But, hey, it's his first day back from California. You've missed. he you got a little yeah, sun. He's
1: got this California got vibe going. He's got a little going. sun. I know. He's
0: so chill now. So uh, chill and laid back. I, Are you I, showing I, anyone? I Look to at that. I tell
1: you, I do not see any, you know, there's not much tan that you got in a couple of days there. I mean, he's got a little sun. It was, uh, it was pretty great. So, so show off the hairdo. I think everybody. he is.
0: He's on a three shot, yeah, I believe. Yeah. Look at the young cow, Judah (laughs) Wickower, aka the young cowers. Oh, a little smile from Judah Wickcower. You know what? I got a smile again, Judah Wickcower. Come
1: on! I was walking to get a cup of coffee after. that. I was wondering, you know, should I be a yenta and try to connect them up with somebody? But, but do you want me to be your yenta on that? Ah. Nah, <laughs> he's not saying no. I mean, I've, I've been there, I've been there. Oh, oh got, yeah. it. Got, yeah. it. got it, got it, it. You're there. not suggesting that job. I,
0: I've been there. I've been the Yenta before for 12-year colleague, Judah Wickower here. Uh-huh. Um, first, I want to say props. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. You were missed. Um, great to have you back in the director's seat. Um, it's nice
1: to have the band together on a Monday morning, gentlemen. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy, I enjoy the heck out of it. I mean, but you look like you're freaking 20 years younger with that shorter haircut. Well done, sir. I actually like the longer hair. Really? Is that a difficult cut for you over there?
0: Yeah, because the long hair had been in place for... Years. Long time. Yeah. A long time. Looks good on you, man. Yeah, rocking it, rocking it. Um, all right, Keith Smith, viewers and listeners, ask questions of Keith Smith Please, by putting today, the comments. Please. Today in the feed.
1: is uh, Stump the Chump Day. We
0: need to have a piece of content that we're going to mark a sizzle reel here, Judah. So let's start this time for a sizzle reel, the first one on a Monday here of Real Talk, Keith Smith. It's Monday, March sixth. Where do you want to begin, my friend?
1: Yeah, i tell you what. Where I want to start off with is I ran some, uh, in my hot little hands, I ran some quick numbers uh, just in Charlottesville, right? Um, Charlottesville, um, the first two months of 23 versus 2022. So this is everything. This is single family detached, detached, total sold. So it's really interesting. Um, in single family detached, there was 30% less sold year over year. But the sale price was up 8%. So the bottom line, if you bought a home in Charlottesville this month or January, February of 2022, it is now worth 8% more than it was this time last year. It changes a little bit when we start getting to attached product and condos. Attached product, uh, believe it or not, you are up. You actually picked up 31% of it. Uh, on it uh, was 69k. If you bought in 2022 and sold in 2023, or you had it now, uh, condos are flat. Um, but the uh, you know it's just the that the number of units are down. We've been talking about that for a while. We're about 30 percent down on single family detached for the same two months. We're 50 percent down on attached product for the same two months, and we're also 50 percent down on condos as far as number of units sold. But, um, you know, single-family detached, you're up 8%. Um, so it's not interest rates. You know, it's a lack of inventory, and that's kind of what's driving the prices up.
0: First sizzle reel right there. Judah Wickower. Inventory, a major concern.
1: Yeah, I mean, but we've been talking about that for how long? As long as this has been long. It used to be a bad word. Yeah, we, at one point in time. Now we, we couldn't get around it. You can't, yeah, you know. Uh, we tried to ban it. It just came back. Couldn't ban it. It's kind of like the uh, it's kind of like the third uh, the third uh, uh, Godfather, right? Which was a horrible movie. And there's a wasn't scene that in it. Bad. It was a horrible movie. It was a freaking horrible movie. But there was one part of it when he when they pull him back in when he's trying to get out. You know, when I thought I was out, they bring me back in. When we thought inventory was going to be over, it's back in again. But uh, it, it's. Uh, it's not. It's not going. It's, the inventory is just not climbing, guys. And and there's just way too many um, buyers in the buyer pools. And there's way t- there's buyers in the buyer pool that are willing to buy at an at pretty much not any price, but willing to buy uh, that are have the capability to do it at an elevated price and elevated thirty um, year fixed. I mean, we lost two deals this weekend, uh, cash offers, while we were up in D.C. One was to another cash offer. The other cash offer was to a financed offer. Um, and we just, our buyers felt that the, the price that we capped out was our, our, our price point. So those sold for more than we were at, plus, um, you know, it was a finance project. And you were above ask? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just... I'm looking at property in Richmond. We're over for my my daughter and son-in-law. We're over. We're over six figures.
0: Six oh, figures over ask.
1: Over ask. Yeah. Uh. Went, that's part of what we did. when We came into Richmond. We went and looked. We drove in to take a look at a house that had um, an open house for one hour and had 150 people go through it. There's just not enough inventory, and you know we can talk about it till we're blue in the face. On why um, and how we can fix it, but right now there are a bunch of buyers in the market ready to buy. If you're ready to sell, now's the time to do it. Uh, you, you're probably going to get the most now for your home than you probably could ever get. Micro markets matter, right, Jerry? Right. So, you know, if you're not in the right location, that could impact it. But at the moment, if you're in the right location, you know this is the right time to do it.
0: Keith Smith, guys, Real Talk with Keith Smith, presented by Yes Realty Partners. Interesting comment here by the Mayor of Waynesboro, Kevin Yancy, who from time to time has some bearish tendencies. Sure. He says, please advise on where people should gauge the market. One day it's doom and gloom. Next day it's rainbows and puppies. And then the following day it's doom and gloom all over again.
1: So are we talking the real estate market or are we talking – <clears throat> the the market on that big board over there.
0: I think he's talking real estate. Now, what you should probably drill down into is macro versus micro. And Central Virginia's market is on fire.
1: Yeah. So the the whole macro county, uh, the state is on fire. But you know, it, micro markets matter. So you know, certain locations are a little a little flat, and certain locations are just rocking and ro- rocking and rolling. Uh, you know. I think if you listen to what we've been talking about for a while, I, I don't know if we've been talking doom and gloom. It, I guess it depends on what side of the, of the pendulum you're the on. The only
0: way if it's doom and gloom is if you're a first-time homebuyer. That's the only spot you're in a doom and gloom in.
1: I'm going to make it even more detailed. Okay. That. It, it's, doom, it's difficult for you if you're a first-time homebuyer and you don't have the fiscal ability to compete.
0: Yeah, well, right. that's most first-time homebuyers.
1: Uh, I can tell you, we're having first-time homebuyers that are capable to compete. Straight up cash? Uh, no, no. In the financing, they're okay. able to. They're able to accelerate the asking price. They're able to to finance at six and three quarters and seven percent on that on that end of it. They're, they're ready, willing, and able to do that. And these people will win. You know, they'll win. They'll lose a couple here, but eventually they'll win. It's the it's the buyer who can't to do that. That's the one that's stuck, the one that can't absorb uh, a seven percent mortgage rate, can't or unwilling or unable to to go x percentage over list price, or unwilling or unable. We're seeing concessions again. We're seeing uh, appraisal waivers. In uh, that's literally that's all resurfacing itself. So you're making a,
0: you're making a legitimate argument that this is the best time. To sell. To sell a piece of real estate.
1: If it's in the right location.
0: In the history that you've been in real
1: estate. Well, it's really not fair. You know, I have a hard time remembering what I did 10 minutes ago. You've been (laughs) in real estate
0: since 1987. (laughs) Okay, how about I'll be a more refined, I'll ask that Uh, question uh, in a different way. Is this the best time to sell a house even compared to peak COVID when houses were flying? uh, This uh, is a more opportune time for sellers than peak COVID? To sell a house? That's what you're saying right now.
1: That's a great question. I I would say yes, only because... Wow. Only only because... There's less inventory. There's less inventory, right. But I want to put a um, caveat. Is that the right word? Quotes around that? I would say this time last year or 12, 16, 18, 24 months ago the where really didn't matter, right? Everything was flying off the shelf. The where matters now, right? You know, where is your where? Where matters, right, on that end of it. And actually, I did some penning on some HOA valuations that I want to talk about a little bit today if we can do it, but the where is going to matter. So certain certain areas, certain neighborhoods, certain type of areas are probably not going to do as well as others, and this is why you need a trusted advisor and somebody on our list of real talk with Keith Smith partners to help you through navigating, um, the, these, these, um, uh, the market. It's also why I constantly say I'm more excited. I think, I I think this says it, but I'm more excited about real estate now than I've been in years really am really. And I'm really excited about helping people sell, helping people buy, uh, because you need skills. You need know how to negotiate. You need know how, to, how, to, how to walk through some of these concessions, depending on which side of the fence you're sitting Does on. Does
0: Neil Williamson, president of Free Enterprise Forum, are the listing prices too low?
1: Is that what's happening here? That's a great question, Neil. Um, so <coughs> this is live, right? This is live. <laughs> um, this is live. I literally had that discussion. Live. live. Hold on a second. Let me double check. Yeah, I'm good. I'm live. It's live. Live. Um, here's what's happening. The market, I think, is moving so fast that if you don't dial into the numbers, and one of the blessings about doing this show is I, I, I got up at three thirty this morning, to work on numbers, right? Uh, you know, to make sure I understood what the heck I was talking about. I think if you look at something now and you're basing it on a 60, 90-day, what happened back then, you're probably too low. Again, assuming you're in the right location, right features, right conditions, right? The timing is is what we talk about all the time. But I I had this conversation with the listing agent of the house in Richmond that we put an offer in early this morning on, which we're not going to get because we just can't go as high as where the market's going to go. And I asked that very question. I said, hold the time out. If you know you're going to get numbers above list price, why did you start there? And she sent me the data. And the da- her number was right, based on what happened 60, 90, 120 days ago. Last two to four weeks, tempo is just picking up like crazy. And we've been talking about that, right? If I can go and look in pending right now, how many active do you have on the market right now? Uh, Vanessa
0: Parkeo, hello. Johnny Ornales, hello.
1: Seventy-seven, eighty-one pending. Seven days back.
0: So we're going the wrong way.
1: Yeah, but that's awfully close. A, a little while ago, it, it, it was, was really wrong way. It was really the wrong way. so worse. Is there yeah, such a th- is there the a viewers such, and th- listeners? Is there a such thing? As this, there's is There's wrong
0: ways? And then there's really the wrong really way. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does that even make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that's did, not did, even Keith. That, that's that's normal talk there. Oh, really? Yeah. There's wrong ways, and then there's the really wrong way. Where like your trip took two hours longer, the wrong way would be like 15 minutes longer. It's like me trying to go to Long Island, and then I get lost in uh, the Beltway.
1: Or even worse, you go over the GWV and make a right-hand turn and end up in Harlem. <laughs> I, I've,
0: I've done that. I know that. I've done that.
1: that that's is, an easy mistake to make. That is, if you've never done that yeah. and you don't know the— Because that's a
0: quick turn.
1: If you don't know the right lane, yeah. all of a sudden you're going towards midtown Manhattan. Yeah. And now you got to figure out how to get across Manhattan. I've back made up. that mistake a couple times. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the New Yorker comes in and me. and matter of fact, I was just driving up in D.C. and I loved it.
0: Well, because if you're relying on Waze or Google Maps there, oftentimes there's a lag on the quick turns, and by the time the Waze or the Google Map registers that you should take a turn, you've already passed the turn.
1: So the 81 that went pending, yeah. we got a medium days on market of eight, and I'm just looking at the triple digit numbers that went that went pending, there's one, two, three, there's about 12 of the 81 that were over triple digits that went pending and as we're doing this we're watching these triple digits drop to double digits but we're at a median we're at a median of of eight our average is forty one right so that's the average of of everything median kicks out to high and low and you know if we're nowhere near what I think sixty is a balanced days on market that's my personal opinion on that end of it some people might say ninety there's different different opinions on it but you know we're, we're uh yeah i think if you want to sell a house now now's time to do it i think if you wanted to buy a house and be competitive that was about two months ago this may be
0: a better content than the first sizzle reel we created so i want you to mark this this area here i want you to I answer don't... this question here and and start formulating your ideas because i have to keep you on track over so you here. want me to think huh? i want you to think I want you to say, Show's over. Hey, I, I Judah, want you to you explain do? to everyone why this is maybe the best time to sell, sell a house in the 35 roughly
1: years that you've been in real estate. Yeah, I don't think I would go that far back because I, I, I honestly can't remember that far back.
0: Okay, how about in the last, is this the best time to sell a house in the last 20 years? That's what I would. So, Keith Smith, yeah. Yes Realty Partners, is this the best time to sell a house? Maybe in the last two decades, I, right now.
1: I, I think so. Yes, I really do. I mean, tell us it, why. But it's because it's, you know, it's the economy. Maybe you don't want to put this in the sizzle reel, but it's economy stupid. Yeah. Okay. We got <laughs> to start. The, he's getting distracted.
0: This is the problem with, with highlighting the fact that there's so sizzle reels. Yeah, because you can't. He, he you puts too so much pressure
1: on himself. I, I, then I start thinking. Yeah, then he's okay.
0: Keith Smith, <laughs> as we create a highlight clip from the show, the viewers and listeners appreciate this. Are you ready to mark this time now, Jim? Keith, do you think this is the best time to sell a house in the last 20 years
1: <laughs> of real estate? I, I'm going to say yes, and it's, and it's purely from a lack of inventory. I'm going to repeat, kind of repeat myself what I said earlier, but it's going to be a lack of inventory. There's just nothing to buy. And there is plenty of buyers in the market. We talk about the millennials all the time. They're coming into the market. Boomers are in the market. There's plenty of buyers in the buyer pool that are able to buy and ready, willing, and able to buy. So instead of having 15 people bid on your home, if it's in the right price, right location, right features, right condition, it may be six right you 're still having people bid against your piece of property if it is not in the right location and the right features and condition then that 's when we need to talk about and set expectations but if you 're checking all those boxes i can 't think of a better time to sell my god we 're at eight days I, I I was looking at I was looking at Lake Monticello I, from two thousand and seventeen it was in the fifty the 60 day market, days on market. We're at eight days. And that was 2017. It's a lack of inventory. It's Econ 101, supply and demand. The pool of buyers is way up here and the supply is way down there. And if you've got supply and you're ready to sell, now's the time to do it.
0: Keith Smith did so well. Did I do good? Keith did I Smith good? did so well. That's the clip right there. I hate it,
1: I hate it when you tell. The
0: number, the number clip was very difficult to understand. That one was very digestible right there. That's the clip to use. Jason Howard, the king of Rio Road. My
1: mouth was moving, so maybe it might have been we difficult. We've we got to keep
0: that database going of nicknames. Jason Howard's the king of Rio Road. He says the Fed has indicated it will continue to raise rates. Not, While this doesn't directly affect mortgage rates, the one being raised usually leads to the other. Is there a rate on the 30 where it slows the movement of the housing stock? 9%, 10%, what's that number? The 30-year fix is over 7% right now. And Jason Howard's exactly right. While the Fed raising rates you it does is, not directly yeah. impact the 30-year fix, it does influence it. So what, what the Fed raising rates does impact the buyer is his or her purchasing power. And if people have floating debt, the rising of rates, the raising of rates does not help folks with debt management. Your thoughts on this topic? So the,
1: the buyer that's out in the buyer pool right now that have been managing their credit card debt, right, have been managing all their fiscal, fiscal health over the last... Twelve, twenty-four, thirty-six months, whatever it might be, and are they are in the in the position to buy? If, uh, look, nobody's got a crystal. We actually have crystal balls, but but at the moment we don't have the crystal ball on the table with the crystal ball. We should ball camera. we have the crystal we, ball we, camera. We, we actually should put that up there. Yeah. Look, nobody really knows if we're going to go to eight or ten percent. You know, I bought my house at eighteen percent, so people will buy. What will happen is the buyer pool will drop. That, that is, you know, it, as interest rates go up, it will carve off a certain amount of buyers, whatever that amount is. God only knows what it is, right? And it will increase the inventory a little bit. But we have to go so far to get to that balance of it that uh, we'll see it coming long before it does.
0: Michael Plecker watching the program, hey, one Michael of the Plack. Shenandoah Valley's finest backstops. That's
1: a pretty good pretty good
0: catcher. A catcher from the New York Mets organization. The And king, not, not and a pretty
1: darn good broadcaster though. The
0: King of Fontana, the mayor of Pantops, Mr. Michael Plecker himself. He says 2023 is the best time to sell a home in my lifetime for two reasons. No competition and the accelerated rate of appreciation. 23 through 27 2003, excuse me. Two thousand and three through two thousand and seven was the best, but only because it was a buyer frenzy. The sellers market still had a lot of competition.
1: In in Charlottesville.
0: Good job, Michael Plecker.
1: In Charlottesville, if you bought in January, February 2022, your home is now worth eight percent more than it was when you bought it in twenty twenty. In one year, it's went up eight percent. That is that is above norm. It's usually about five percent, my twenty-one year spreadsheet is saying about 5, 5.5%, somewhere in there. So you're beating the odds in your appreciation and he's 100% right. But there are are a ton of buyers out there that the interest rate doesn't scare them. They'll just put more cash down because they've been saving cash, right? And they'll just play the math game, right? So that their monthly payment is X. And if they gotta put more cash down, they'll put more cash down um, and make up the difference or you get a 2-1 buy down but you know all these tricky things not tricky things all this that's a wrong choice of words all these Nuance, crea- creative ways
0: sophisticated
1: this 2-1 buy downs all this different stuff goes out the window Jerry the moment there's multiple offers right just goes right out the window so you're either having to buy down your rate on your own. You're either going to have to bring cash to the table, finance a little bit less, do a little bit of math on it. Um, they got these things cold calculators. You yes, can go they and do. Do them. <laughs> you don't even need uh, a
0: TI eighty two anymore,
1: huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. And I think you actually can use this as a phone too. Um,
0: Yancey says. So what's the ceiling? What's the valuation ceiling? Yeah. Does it hit a cap?
1: Of course it It depends on what you define as a cap and a violation ceiling, right? Keith Smith, can N- I tell you something? Nobody really knows. bought my
0: house in March of 2020 as the world was ending. Literally the first two weeks of COVID.
1: And we predicted the world wasn't going to end. First
0: two and a half weeks of COVID. The home has appreciated nearly 40%.
1: This is good for you.
0: Almost unnerving. This cannot. This cannot continue.
1: Yeah. This cannot continue. So, as long as it doesn't go backwards, you got forty percent.
0: So, your prediction is moving forward, just marginal, incremental increases, as opposed to double-digit appreciation.
1: I've been predicting that for a while. You know, I I think you're going to see three to the normal three to six percent. Until I looked at this morning at eight percent. And that's just two months snapshot in in that end of it. You know, it's up 31% if you had a single family attached in the city of Charlottesville. Now, this was exactly what Jason Howard just said. Uh,
0: Mine's up 40% since March 2020. Jason Howard. Yeah. His is in the urban ring. He's the king of Rio. Jason Howard. He says, Our house in the urban ring, just outside Charlottesville, we bought it 10 years ago. Assessed value went up 41% in the last two years. I'm seeing what the neighbors sell for, and they're they're buying stuff for twice what we paid. Jason Howard, I know a realtor. He's sitting across from me. His name is Keith Smith. It sounds like you're sitting on stacks of paper, and now it's a great time to sell your house. I hear you sell, help people buy. And yeah, it's amazing. Homes. Who knew I that? How huh? knew you do
1: that? Uh, my house. Uh, Congratulations, Jason. My house was 300 grand 20 years ago. It's worth over 500 now. Oh, no, by the way, my three hundred is zero, right? So I've been in the house for twenty years. I'm going to walk. You know, if Mrs. Smith has her way, not that she gets mad at me when I share our personal numbers and stuff. But but at the end of the day, that's what happens. It's, a, it's the long game. That's why you build generational wealth. That's why I work so hard on the land trust to help folks get into that game and start and start building generational wealth instead of paying you know the landlord. You know help him pay off or her pay off their 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 mortgage, but right now, man you I, I, actually, I would think about a month ago two to three weeks ago was the perfect time to get into the mark into the sales side of things it's only going to get better that buyer pool is just not going away it might i i use the the analogy of it's the the 10 foot meter Olympic diving end of the pool that's 20 feet deep. We might, if the interest rates go up, we might get to, you know, 16 feet, 15 feet. That that will it'll people will carve off of it. But unless you get that the, that shallow side of the pool up to that 12 feet, which is my inventory, we're just not gonna balance out. There's always going to be a little bit more buyers than there is inventory until we get some sort of balance. Here's the caveat though. Where I'm, i cannot, I cannot state this more clearly. Okay,
0: so where's not selling then? Micro markets matter. Which markets are not selling? Well,
1: it, it's probably on the further end of the rubber band at the moment, right? That we talk about. They're out, they're outside of it. But I just, we just did a deal in Nelson County that was on the market for almost 200 days. Um, ended up uh, getting a contract in on it, worked out really great for a young young couple on that end of it. I got. I got phone calls from the agent on the other side. That said you wouldn't believe this. As soon as I put in it into pending, I got like 16 showing requests because somebody didn't check if it was pending or active. So things that are out in the out in the, let's say the periphery of the market that's been on the market for a little while, and if it's priced right, those are even starting to get activity. We're we're in this we're in this you know up tempo spring market. And the coffee's kicking in. <laughs> I can see that.
0: Johnny Ornalis, Oya oh yeah, Capasso I'm
1: just, to, I'm, I'm just trying to hang with you, buddy. Johnny Ornalis
0: <laughs> watching the program. We love when J.O. watches
1: the show. Save me, Johnny. Save Viewers me. Viewers and
0: listeners, what do you think? I mean, here's an interesting comment from the mayor of McIntyre. The mayor of McIntyre says, appreciation without equalization is bad governance. Yes, I want my property to increase. Oh, so we're back on taxes. Yes, I want my property to increase, but no, I don't want to give my spendthrift government more money.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a that's a whole tax tax conversation. Uh, as you're, you know, but to that point, you know, as these values go up, as your home you bought in January 2022 is now up 8%, you know, your tax is going to go up because your valuation is going up. It's just going to, you know, it's going to step up.
0: Mayor of McIntyre, in the words of the late, great Benjamin Franklin, nothing is certain in life. But death and taxes. Death and taxes. And taxes, Mayor of McIntyre.
1: Unless um, you've got a really good tax attorney, but anyway.
0: We, the show's been riding on a high note for 33 minutes. Oh. It's been absolutely fantastic. I hate to dampen oh God. the high note. But, Neil, you saw this over the weekend. James Watson, you saw this over the weekend. Jason Howard, Kevin Yancey, Bill McChesney, Johnny Ornalis, MJ Arquette, Vanessa Parkhill, five real estate firms on the feed as we speak. John Blair, watching the program. Hey, John. Another murder. Yeah. uh, Another murder in the middle of the day.
1: That actually made the news in D.C.
0: Absolute daytime. Sunshine Convenience Store. Yep. Cherry Avenue, Fifeville. Yet again, the scene. We're obviously seeing the violence contained to pockets in this community. Fifeville, Cherry. One, 10th and Page. Another. We're starting to see an emerging pockets in this Timberlake, Timberland, whatever the exact name is. And I'll give it to you because words matter. But in the urban ring, mm-hmm. um, the um, police tracked one of the men involved in the weekend murder. To an apartment complex tied to AMI and affordability, um, across from the Almora County Police Station,
1: I got to start there. And the and the gentleman that was murdered was out of Gordonsville.
0: From Gordonsville, Hmm. from Gordonsville. I mean, mean, first seventeen-year-old also in UVA Medical Center with a gunshot wound from this incident. He's being charged with some serious. Serious crimes right now, this 17 year old.
1: So that tells me, I, I, I haven't had a chance. Second
0: degree re- murder and use of a firearm and a commission of a felon. Yeah.
1: At the age of 17.
0: The age of 17. Yeah. So we have 20 year old Gordonsville resident. This is the second Gordonsville resident to be murdered in the city of Charlottesville. And well, clearly a weekend had, change.
1: Clearly he had a weapon because otherwise a 17 year old wouldn't have been yeah Oh, yeah. Been, two been. Com-
0: one guy at a convenience store, two walk in, yeah. previous brew, ha ha, leaves to OK Corral. Okay Corral leaves to one man dead, one man on the lamb heading to the urban ring to Almaro County on the lamb, and then the third man stumbling into the UVA Medical Center with gunshot wounds. The third man, 17, facing multiple charges, including a second degree murder charge and the use of a firearm and the commission of a felony. This kid's 17. Anywhere you want to go?
1: Well, it's just first and foremost, I mean, just. My heart wrenches. There's one man, one young man dead. A young man that, if he survives, his rest of his life is over. He's going to go to prison, and then this other gentleman, uh, depending on what he's gets charged to, is uh, probably going to spend a long time uh, behind bars. So first and foremost, you know that there's something wrong there. Why this is happening? It's why. I did the numbers this morning, Jerry, because I'm assuming this was going to come up today in our conversation. I wanted to take a look at, you know, has the last two months versus the two months in the last, last year, because has it hasn't impacted sales at all? And, and it really hasn't. You know, I know that's going to be a question that's going to pop up, is, is this impacting the real estate value, because this is a real estate show after all um, in the city of Charlottesville. Today, the numbers aren't showing that. Well, it might be different.
0: It's important to caveat this. The numbers you're showing are across the entire car footprint.
1: No, 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 no. This is just the city of Charlottesville.
0: Okay. City of Charlottesville across the entire city of Charlottesville. Correct. So I want to start seeing numbers specifically for 10th and Page and and Fifeville. And
1: that's funny. I was thinking of that this morning. I was doing that and I just Ran out of time to go ahead and crunch numbers on that, and we'll keep because
0: it. North Downtown, Belmont, Greenbrier, yeah. Rugby, you guys are going to crush it no matter what. I want to see Teth and, Teth and Page in Fifeville.
1: Yeah, so <clears throat> it's very hard because we're going to have to pick certain streets because these neighborhoods are really not defined neighborhoods. It's not like it's not like you know Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, which is. You know, a very defined neighborhood that's hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of... There's more people in one neighborhood in Brooklyn than there is in our whole region, right, by many times over on that end of it. So, you know, we don't have to play around with exactly a a geographic search on that. And I, again, was thinking about this this morning, knowing that this was going to come up and how I was going to respond to this on this question. I think what's going to happen...
0: The car's got to have... What's the my car M A
1: C C Yeah but
0: but it's they've gotta have a tenth and page or
1: fill search filter. You can, but the thing is is what are you gotta take a deeper dive into it what exact streets they're doing. So what they call This but, is
0: this happened on the most the the, the main drag of fill Cherry Avenue.
1: I understand that. But if you put if you put tenth and page in there, what Car's definition of Tenth and Page and, and I don't know this for a fact, and what, the city's mm-hmm. definition of pe- Tenth and Page may be two different things. That's fair. Right. That's fair. So, Tenth and
0: Page and Fill are all filtered search criteria on the car
1: website. And you I'm ha- on the car website now. I, I understand, it, but you have to take a look at what, drill down into the numbers into the area and find out exactly what they're calling those streets in those areas versus the areas we're talking about. And there may be a difference. But at general terms, if these particular regions or these t- t- particular neighborhoods or streets or blocks, right, continue, it you know, what's going to happen is the out, outside of that rubber band, outside of that area, it's just only going to go up in value because buyers are just aren't going to go there. Again, location matters. Micro markets matter, right? Um, you know, I'm just looking at a, at a big... Throw up of the city of Charlottesville, which is only ten square miles, right? You know, at the moment, it hasn't impacted it because most of these contracts I'm looking at were written somewhere late December, January that closed in January or in 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 February. So we'll have to keep a track on it. I mean, I I, I can't magically pull pull it up and do it live. It's just a little difficult difficult to do that. And we have to together decide. What we're calling these these areas on it define them, and then we can surely set up searches and track them on a week by week, month by month, day by day basis.
0: So no, no, and we'll get to comments. This is resonating. Of course, no fears. This influences anything else. Valuation wise,
1: no, no,
0: not at all, not at all. Fears, fe- fears. I mean, this is what Jason Howard saying. Well, let me
1: here. answer the question first. Fear is a strong word. What it's going to do is it'll if it continues in these certain areas, it's just going to push the buyers that were thinking at those areas back out into Belmont or into these other areas that are adjacent to it that don't have whatever struggle that are ha- that, that these particular regions are having or streets have.
0: Kevin Yancey, you're 100% right. Tenth and Page is adjacent to one of the largest UVA student rental markets, sure. 100% correct on that. I lived in that rental market for two years um, while as a student and then post-time after UVA, um, I mentioned this. This is a good comment here um, from Mr. Howard. I feel the same way, Mr. Howard, Jason Howard. Multiple shootings per week is not a great selling point for getting people who live outside the city to come in and patronize city businesses. At what point does the news trending this way, week after week, start affecting small businesses? You have to go to the hospital or the grocery store at some point. You don't have to go to a restaurant or other small shop in town. You choose to shop in places like that.
1: So these... might
0: impacted my wife and her friends last weekend when she had a girls weekend and and, and two out-of-town friends one from Queens and the other one from uh, outside where Villanova University is. They came and visited my wife for a long weekend and they made sure to arrive back home and this was their own intuition to be home before 9.30 each night, they went out. Never before has she ever done anything like that but that was out of safety concerns. And that's three females in their mid-30s with some disposable income and spending power that chose to bring the party home as opposed to keeping it out closer and closer to last call. Um, How about this one from Heather? To say that these murders and this crime is not going to impact these neighborhoods, I think is short-sighted. Anyone with kids would be hesitant to have their children playing around their homes at any time of day, especially considering, considering this violence is happening and daytime hours. I would not allow my husband to move us to these neighborhoods.
1: So it will impact these neighborhoods. That's what I'm, the point I'm making. It will impact these neighborhoods, and the buyer who is thinking about buying into Tenth and Page is going to buy
0: elsewhere,
1: some, elsewhere still within the city, I think. I mean, the numbers are proving that. Still within the city, but what that's going to do is put more pressure on a tight inventory also. Back to, is it time to sell? Absolutely. Is it time to sell in Tenton Page? Maybe not. No. Is it time to sell outside of Cherry Avenue? Uh, maybe it is. Maybe it's time to sell, but is it time to sell from a market perspective? Monetary standpoint. Monetary? No. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just looking at Tenton Page. As you were talking, uh, I've got zero on the market, and I've got... Thirty. Hold on a second. Zero on the market, zero pending, and uh, I got to take a look at uh, SOuls. I got to break that down a little bit, a little bit different on that. So I'll have
0: Kate to... Shartz, who's watching the program. She's the queen of Ivy, mm-hmm. and Kate would make a fantastic realtor. I'm sure, and that's something that she's brainstormed before. Kate says this, and Kate, my family feels similar here. Our favorite ice cream shop is right down the street from the Mini Mart on Cherry Avenue. She told her husband we'd have to stay away for a while from this ice cream shop.
1: So Tenton Page, I've got nothing active. Again, I I, I have to defi- I don't know how cars defining defining Tenton Page. We're just using what car's is defining as Tenton Page as an area.
0: I have it active, okay. Uh,
1: zero active, zero pending. Last six months, only two sold.
0: And and if you look at Fifeville, I'm queuing up Fifeville. Fifeville, for those that don't know, the neighborhood around Cherry Avenue. Um, I'm on the MyCar, dot com website. I'm using the search criteria of Fifeville. You look at a home, there's only one on the market in Fifeville. It's on Nall Street, 719 Nall Street. I know this street well. Two bedrooms, two baths, less than 1,600 square feet, a postage stamp for a lot, 0.13, asking price $575,000, Keith, Keith Smith, um, on the market for not that long.
1: So back to, back to my comment where it's going to go. Belmont has four homes active.
0: This and All Street listing is adorable, by the way.
1: Two are impending. Last six months, hold on a second, looks like over 20 have closed or sold.
0: I had this conversation with John Blair on Twitter yesterday. John, are you still watching? And, and John made this comment, and he had a lot of truth to it. He goes, as long as the labor market is expanding with jobs associated with the UVA ecosystem, science, technology, engineering, math, data science jobs coming here, and as long as inventory continues to be pinched, potential buyers will see beyond the crime Mm-mm. because they want to purchase a house.
1: But they will. They're just going to go to Belmont.
0: He even thinks they'll see beyond the crime and still purchase in Fifeville Well, and you know, so
1: that, so that philosophy is that... Uh, that the tidal wave of buyers at 20 feet is so deep is so well, it's so the, you know, if you ever go up against the rough, rough seas, rough waves, right at, at the, at the beach, you know, little waves you can handle as the waves get bigger, you can't handle. So maybe the, his thinking is maybe the buyer pool is so huge. It doesn't matter.
0: I think that's kind of what he's saying, I,
1: I, you know, but I, it, it's hard. You know, I'm a grandfather. I got three little gorgeous kids. Uh grandkids, um would I walk up and down holding the hand on Cherry Avenue right now with my little granddaughter, my two year old and my one that's now two months old, I'd probably walk a different way. In fact I I know I'd walk a different way. And you was, would do it by yourself. If I was by myself, I'd because yeah, I I know for a fact you would do it yeah, by I yourself I would do it by myself. Which yeah. reminds me of my story over there which I won't tell which is off color, uh of because uh, but when I was propositioned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, cherry, right, right, right. You would do it
0: by yourself. You just wouldn't do it when it's someone else that you're responsible for, so is specifically
1: that, a child. So is that now a definition of a changing neighborhood? That's a great question. Here's another question for you. And I don't prof- like the word neighborhood because it's really not a neighborhood. It's a, tenth and Page is a neighborhood. I get that. But in my mind, a neighborhood is much bigger than that. This is a very limited...
0: Tenth and Page is... See, I think you're... I, you know, it's not tens
1: of thousands because we only got 50,000 rooftops. So it's not tens upon tens of thousands. I would thousands. say
0: Tenth and Page is a couple hundred homes easily.
1: Yeah, but you have to look at that ratio as... How a, many homes are in Tenth and Page, James Watson? What do you think?
0: Neil Williamson, how many homes? Yeah. Kevin Yancy?
1: You have to define Tenton Page first and then figure out the number, the, the geographic uh, location of Tenton and, tent and Page. But whatever the number is, that's exactly what's going to happen, Tenton Page, Cherry Avenue. And it's a real bummer because, um, look, I, I mean, I, I, I can tell you right now I know it's impacting. I've got a Swiss client that has a piece of property on Seven and a Half and Cherry that he was going to build um, – Twelve apartment complex unit complex on there that would have been a little bit upper end because he was gonna build it with concrete and very very European style. He just he just put it on hold. So there's twelve units that are not gonna come now because of this. Literally that was the phone call at three thirty this morning that I had. Because it's six hours earlier, later yeah. in Europe.
0: Well in Europe at that time, and he knows that. Lisa Costello, my son and I live on Cherry Avenue on the other end towards Cherry and Shamrock Johnson Elementary School. That part of Cherry is completely residential.
1: So 100% right. Once you get on the other side of of the school and the other side of... The JPA side. No, I think we might be talking about where you get from the corner all the way up. It's very residential. Once
0: you get on the other side of Cherry, like uh, other side of Roosevelt Brown... Yeah, the other side of the UVA Hospital on Cherry. So, so we're really we're talking four, five, six hundred thousand,
1: seven hundred thousand dollar homes. So that's to my point. The geographic area is pretty tight on, on that, and and it's just going to move outside of that. What was going to happen in this geographic area is just just not going to happen. And you know, I think I, I thought of this while you were talking. You know, who I want to ask a, this question of? Who? Not me, Keith Woodward.
0: Well, he owns a much of Fifeville.
1: What, yeah. go- what, what are you thinking, Keith? Are you like, well, time out, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing anything now, or are you all in? So if he's still all in, and he still wants to develop that IGA property, there's another parcel. Um, there's two more parcels on Cherry Avenue. One's a parking lot that uh, UVA was using as a material storage when they were redoing the hospital. That's, that's in the mix of potential development. There's one across the street. That's uh, in the mix for potential development. It's not on the market, but I know that they're out doing that. So th- the question is, these folks or these companies that are holding that, what are you guys going to do? And if they're all in and developing that, maybe um, our good friend in Staunton or Stanton. Johnny Blair. Is, JV. Is, is right. King of contact. So follow the money, right? So if the money comes in there and start doing it and they're not worried about it, then I... I think he might be right.
0: Uh, Neil Williamson has shared a map that characterizes or depicts Tenth and Page from a geographical standpoint. Tenth and Page is 0.190 square miles. 0.19 square miles. The population of the Tenth and Page neighborhood is 1,708 people. Tenth and Page, 1,708 people. Of that 1,700-plus people according to citydata.com city-data.com 52.3% of the neighborhood is african american 32.2% of the neighborhood is white 8.5% of the neighborhood is asian
1: this is I fantastic wo- i data. wonder i wonder what those numbers were in 17 and 15, or 15 pre-pandemic that's a uh,
0: pre-pandemic from a socioeconomic standpoint? Exactly. Right. What I would, was, no, the better question is, and I don't mean, to, I don't mean better. I, I apologize for saying better. A uh, different question would is be... there such a
1: thing as a better no, question. No,
0: no. A different question would be, I would be <laughs> curious to see how the neighborhood changed pre- and post-dairy market.
1: Yeah, I think... That I, I, I think
0: dairy market, and, and I love dairy market. I love Chris Henry. You know I love Chris Henry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, think that project very much changed the characteristics of Tenth and Page.
1: So let's let's not let's not specify projects or pandemic. Let's say what was the numbers five years ago, right? Just pick a date. Okay. Back, yeah, five years back, ago. Back back on that end of it, and that would have been pre. Five
0: years ago, Tenth and Page was not as wealthy from a household income standpoint.
1: How many acres was that? I didn't get a chance to write um, it down. Let's
0: see here. I got it right here. Seventeen hundred plus people in Tenth and Page. I got that. Um, 0.190 square miles. I mean, you're talking nearly 2,000 people here. This is a pretty... 2,000 people in a, in, a, in a city that has 50,000 people. I mean, you're talking... What, I, want, what I, wonder,
1: I wonder how many... I'm just thinking out loud. 4% I'm, of the city living in 10th and Page. I wonder how many students are in that.
0: This particular part of 10th and Page where he's got this map is not the, the, the student housing portion.
1: Got it. Well, I'm, I'm at a disadvantage. I'm not seeing what you're looking at. But, but yeah, so again, I'll take a look at that later on, find out what Neil is suggesting, that area, and we can keep on tracking, tracking those numbers.
0: Lonnie Murray has a question for you. Lonnie Murray, who we've dubbed the king of the environment, speaking solely for Lonnie Murray, the person, and no one else. The person. Lonnie Murray, the person, and no one else. I love you, Lonnie Murray, the king of the environment.
1: The person.
0: Well, I mean, he's a planning commissioner.
1: Got it, got it, Yeah. Got
0: it. He's speaking strictly as a, as he's a speaking citizen. At, he's
1: speaking at, as a citizen. As a citizen. As a citizen. Yeah. There you go.
0: I, I try to emphasize
1: uh, that. I, that. I was thinking, he, he, I think he's a person. He's but.
0: a um, our County Planning Commissioner. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But he's only speaking yeah, as yeah, Lonnie Murray, the his, citizen. He's
1: taking his commissioner hat off and yeah. speaking as a citizen.
0: And I try to highlight that. Um, I love when he comments. He, he wonders about the homicide rate. He says, "Does the Charlottesville homicide rate how does it compare to the 80s or 1950s?" It's hard to find historical data.
1: That's a great question. That is a great question. Because when I was looking at the numbers this morning, again anticipating this was going to come up today, I couldn't find any data. I couldn't homicide. find any data. Homicide. It's very yeah. difficult to find that data. Yeah, yeah. So, and and you know, I, I, it's yeah, it's it's, uh, it's interesting. I, I can tell you when we first moved here in 87, that the downtown mall was... Sketchy.
0: Well... Dude, when I moved here in 2000, the downtown mall was sketchy. My buddies and I, Connecticut Dave, Rhode Island Tom, and uh, Shannon from...
1: Come on, you could do it. Pick something. Shannon from the 757. <laughs> Pick something. Make the, it up. Make it up. Make the, it the up. The
0: four of us took our fake New Jersey IDs. We'll call it Shannon
1: from Ireland. How which we sound? made
0: in uh, the comforts of 101 Dabney, Old Dorms, UVA. And we took these fake New Jersey IDs, which we, which we made with um, you know, printing paper and laminate material that we purchased online, to Miller's on the downtown mall to see Agents of Good Roots play a set. It was two of the members of Agents of Good Roots. We walked in in the the fall of 2000 on a chilly night. The wind was blowing through my jacket. I wasn't dressed nearly as warm as I should have been. I walked into Miller's and immediately three or four people got up and said, "UVA students are not welcome here. Oh, yeah. Get the hell out of here now." Yeah, sure. And you we g- left. Well, you get we that? Left.
1: You get that kind of every place you go, right? We left.
0: No, not now. <laughs> not now. The students are welcome sure everywhere. Sh- I'm not talking about you personally. Oh, now it's like, hey, it's Jerry. What can we get you? It's on the house. Uh, yeah. That's what it's like now. My, my it, it, wife enjoys going out.
1: Yeah, there you go. Vanessa. So- I got to hang out with you more often. Um, so in 87, three quarters of the downtown mall was shutted up, boarded up. There was very few places to go, right? You could eat at CNO, um, Sal's Cafe Italia. Sal's Cafe was there. Um, Probably Fellini's was there. No, Well, I don't consider that downtown wall, but, oh. but actually... Hamilton's. Was I, Hamilton's I think, there? No. I think 80s... I think Fellini's was shut down then. Was at that Chief
0: point. running Fellini's then?
1: I've always remembered Fellini's shut down and for like decades. So I'm not sure in 87, 88 it was open, but I, I may so be wrong. So 87,
0: 88, 88 you had at Sal's Cafe Italia. C&O. And,
1: and what, 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 what is... Hardware store, yeah, and that was pretty much it. No, well, if you wanted to go to Woolworths to get something at the counter, you, you had
0: Timberlake's, Timberlake's Timber- drugstore.
1: Yeah, Tim- yeah, yeah. Um, there was where whiskey One jars.
0: Hamilton's is- open?
1: Oh, it was not an eight in the eighties. It just didn't go. It just didn't go down downtown. Um, um, you know, south ice cream. What? Come on, help me out. Uh, Chaps. Chaps was there.
0: Tony can, had Chaps. Had Tony Chap- bought that. Tony bought that building. Interestingly, Tony sold Chaps uh, to an Asian family who's looking to potentially franchise it. But he still owns the building. He's collecting some, some royalties and some licensing fees, and he's collecting rent as I well. Learned, but go I ahead.
1: Lear, I learned something today. Tony's a friend. So, if it's
0: downtown, you'll, you'll find few people more on the pulse.
1: So I was what I was anticipating the question to come up is, is this type of uh, activity or unpleasantness, I can't think of the word to say at the moment. Gun,
0: gang, and yeah. drug violence.
1: Is it, is it going to improve, and you've said this before, is it going to up the tempo of people looking at HOAs? Uh,
0: HOA Neighborhoods, uh, you got some data here. How about this one from Vanessa Parkhill, which is on this topic, and it's timely. Queen of Earliesville, Vanessa Parkhill, happy belated birthday to you. Happy birthday. Vanessa Parkhill, you make these shows better. We sincerely appreciate you. Happy birthday. You have a fantastic family. Thank you kindly for all the support you've given of our content on the I Love Seville Network. She has a very timely question. How many homes in 10th and Page are owner-occupied? Under current circumstances, would a landlord be more or less likely to sell versus a resident owner? I will say this, and I'm drawing a blank on the gentleman's name. There's one gentleman in the 10th and Page neighborhood that owns 50-plus rental units in 10th and Page alone. Neil, you might be able to help me with his name. I should know his name. I literally was talking about this guy like three weeks ago. There's one man in Tenth and Page who owns 50-plus single-family detached homes in this neighborhood. One person alone. So Vanessa has this question. Are we less likely to see investors put their homes on the market for rent now that we have gun, gang, and drug violence? I would say yes.
1: You know, that that would be a great question to ask Suzanne Real with Ally Property Management, right, uh, one of our wonderful sponsors of the show, to ask her that. I'm just taking a look at what has closed in 10th and Page just from a simple perspective 12 months back. Again, what Carr is defining as 10th and Page. So there's five homes that sold um Five days medium days on uh, market, it was uh, five hundred and ten thousand dollars was the medium sales price. I'm taking a look real closely at who bought them to see if they are are you know LLCs an LLC would be a clear indication and at the moment, everyone that I'm looking at was not an LLC. So that's just a simple little snapshot of last 12 months. There was only five homes. Again, what Lake excuse me, what Carr is defining as tent and page, um, sold. Uh, and at the moment, I don't see anything that clearly jumps off at the page that it was uh, an LLC. What do you make of that? I, I, I think it... I think it's, I mean, you're looking at these prices, man, 467, 525, 525, 529, 595, you know, that, those are upper end numbers, but they're not first time home buyers and renters and and landlords are not spending that kind of money to rent out. Right. So it's just not, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I, I would imagine, um, (coughs) It's kind of a cash flow analysis, if they're good with it or bad with it. I, that's a great, this great question. I just don't have an answer to it. Viewers and listeners, thoughts? Lisa Custolo, I am a fast reader. Uh, we
0: appreciate your, cons- your, your comments as well, Lisa Custolo. She's the queen of Cherry Avenue. Lisa Custolo, watching this program. Um, this is a great question. And I don't have an answer to this. You ready for this one?
1: I am. I'm just trying to see if it's I can. It's from Jonathan. Ready? So just can, so that you know, all those units, I, just, I have a, an ability to find out if they were cash or not cash in the system. Um, there was one that was cash. So that was, not sure what that means, but one was cash. Go ahead, what, do you,
0: what do you make of this question from Jonathan? Can any of you guys or viewers and listeners explain why you can have someone killing someone in the middle of the day literally on one street and then three streets over, it's Mayberry Jerry's term.
1: Yeah, so that that goes. That's kind of what Keith's been saying. That's going to my point, right? Can
0: you, but can you explain that, or do you even want to try to explain that?
1: Uh, it's hard for me to explain because it
0: it's kind of was. Key highlights page, and then Rugby Road.
1: So let's not make it about Charlottesville. We're looking in, in Richmond for my daughter. Four or five blocks one way or the other makes a difference. Here it's a couple of blocks makes a difference. It's back to my micro markets matter. These couple of blocks or whatever they may be makes a difference. That's the reason why I'm a, I'm a little bit um, concerned about using the global 10th in page That we have on it, instead of really looking at it, dialing it down to a a multiple block area. Because you don't
0: want the entire tenth and page area to be scarlet letter. Well,
1: it's not only that; the numbers aren't going to be right, right? So if it's four blocks over or three blocks over, you've got a half a million dollar home, and two blocks this way, you don't. Then that house that's three blocks later—that's—I'm just trying to focus on an integrity of numbers. Yeah. So if I'm including these three or four blocks over. But that's anybody who's lived in a city before. That's the way life is, right? A couple blocks make a difference, one way or the other. I, I don't mean to be flippant about it, but it's a reality. It's it's the way life is. But that's why I, that's that's why I've been pushing back on. We need to define what neighborhood we're talking about. And I literally on on the paragraph I can draw a hey Judah what's, Judah what's what's a, what's a geometric shape with a lot of different parallelogram yeah I can draw uh, okay I can draw with a lot of different lines an area that it's not just a square or a round I can actually outline around a specific area and say this is the area that I want to to search on so if Jerry says hey I want to find a house in these certain blocks of Belmont I can do that what's the activity what's going on You know, what what they've sold for, what's the medium sales price, so forth and so on. Now,
0: the star of our show, Keith Smith, has come in with data to support um, some HOA transactions, some HOA data. The speculation, maybe that's not the right word, the thesis some have presented, um, yours truly, that the the gun, gang, and drug violence may push folks to HOA neighborhoods. And Neil Williamson says, Polygon, I speak Smith.
1: Thank you, Polygon. Polygon. You speak Smith. Thank you, Bill. Yeah. you you give him Polygon? Was I close? Yeah. Well, parallel terms have the parallel size. Polygon. It started, it started with a P, didn't it?
0: Yeah. We'll go <laughs> Polygon. Polygon. Your thoughts on HOA neighborhoods?
1: Yeah, so uh, the question on that is gated or non-gated, if you follow your... your um, My my thesis is this.
0: But, my thesis is regardless of gated or non-gated, I think the HOA neighborhood okay. in Charlottesville and County has got a lot of momentum because of upzoning in the city of Charlottesville. It's not tied to the gun, gang, and drug violence. So let's violence. put that aside, It's right? more the upzoning. Okay. Because the HOA bylaws supersede changing and zoning from a jurisdiction.
1: So two weeks ago, I think I mentioned, hey, I'd really like to tackle this HOA. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, nobody knew we were going to have murders uh, yeah. on on saturday when i was when i was trying to work through this what i wanted to do see see it from a perspective what had more value right did did, a, did an hoa or a C, or a um poa depending on which language you prefer to use it's the same thing homeowners association on it did we have more value or not so the city of charlottesville um, this is 2022 numbers, right? These are sold, 22, 22 numbers. Um, there was only 57 single-family detached homes sold that were in an HOA versus 3 356 that was not. So that was an 84% of the homes sold was not. But on the price end of it, they're 36% uh, up. So the, the, the homes that were in HOAs commanded... Um, uh, six hundred and twenty-seven thousand dollars. The ones were not four hundred and sixty-two. That's a hundred and sixty. That's a huge delta. That's a hundred and sixty-five thousand dollar delta, roughly thirty-six percent. Albemarle County, pretty much the same things. Both went went up with was six hundred twenty-five sales, single-family detached. Now this includes new construction, by the way. I lumped everything in. Without five hundred three, that was a thirty-two percent increase on it. Price point 627 versus 488 on 30 39 percent increase. Fluvanna, same thing, up 166 percent, mostly Lake Monticello. Price point was up only six percent. Green County, the opposite, and it went the other way. We don't have so many HOAs, there were 16 percent without, uh, but the prices were up in the HOA by six percent. Nelson County. Which is a very skewed county because this includes Wintergreen. So these numbers are are a little bit... We should
0: even keep Nelson County out. Because Wintergreen's the HOA, is the second home community.
1: I didn't have enough time to break out different areas. So we'll keep Wintergreen out because the HOA was like... 72% 72% right, over, right. and it's all that's skewed. It's all that Louisa, which would be a good, a good example. We don't talk much about Louisa on the show, and I get a lot of requests to do that. Um, what Spring Creek Spring Creek. Um, there was it's interesting though,
0: Spring Creek's on fire.
1: It's interesting though, in the in Louisa, there was uh, 13% without, so it was actually uh, the ones with HOA sold less on a volume anyway, uh, but the price point. You want to take a guess on, on what the percentage up if you were an HOA versus not? Tell me, forty-one percent. Mm. so they actually win. They're the largest. If we take Nelson out, right? They're the largest increase in value, versus HOA versus not. Of forty. What's second? Uh, second, second would be Albemarle County at thirty-nine. Uh, third would be Seaville at thirty-six.
0: I'm, If you're in the HOA neighborhood and you own a house right now, the upzoning in the city of Charlottesville and the gang and gun and drug violence in the city of Charlottesville is legitimately driving significant values to your homes. You can't put it any more straightforward than that.
1: Fulvaner and and Green were were the same, roughly 6%. Um, Lisa
0: Costello, advice for the Smith family. I lived in Richmond eight years um, there are pockets of of crime scattered throughout yeah. Richmond. Yeah. You 110% want your daughter in a safer pocket in yeah. that city.
1: Yeah, so um you know, I'm I'm doing the dad thing and and I grew up. I know what I know what a good neighborhood looks like and a bad neighborhood looks like very quickly on it. Um uh but yeah, thank you. We're we're and and and, and that's why to I'm sorry. Who was the person? Lisa Costello. Lisa lives that, on Cherry Avenue now. Thank you. Uh, that's that's why the ones we're looking at have multiple offers. 150 people going through a freaking open house on it. Uh, multiple six figures office, and you go and to her point, six blocks one way or the other. We're, we're looking around Carrytown, right? You go six blocks. We're not, we're not actually near it. We're six blocks away and we're looking in the monument area. So we're about a mile, mile and a half away. Easy to get to. You can get to Carrytown to do what you want to do, but you're not in Carrytown. Um, if you're in Carrytown, you're not doing multiple six figures over. You're a mile and a half away, you're doing multiple six figures over. Micro matters. Micro markets matter. Hiring a trusted advisor that knows the difference. Is always a good thing. Keith Smith, bringing
0: the fire today. Lonnie Murray for Keith Smith. Yeah, you're on fire, dude. This has been a great show. Lonnie Murray for Keith. I feel like HOAs and gated communities do not make communities necessarily. I've known several instances of crime in gated communities where people kept asking, how did they get in here, and yet when the criminals were caught, they were other people in the community. I think you have to be very careful about this false sense of security these places create. The 100. statistics are also complicated, too, because a lot of the crime is in lower-income communities. So to, really, so to really get fair data, you need to compare neighborhoods of similar income to tell whether those HOAs are actually beneficial, Keith.
1: Yeah, 100% right. Thank you for pointing out. I live at Lake Monticello, and, and it's a gated community, and we have crime. And not all the time is it people coming in. There's been some particularly arsons for whatever weird, weird reason. Over there, um over the years, recently, um, but they were folks living there they they I think they were tenants, and you know, but when you put forty three hundred people or homes forty four percent of the county in one place, you get what comes with it so but you 're hundred percent right it 's uh it 's a false sense of security that gate is just a little piece of plastic that you can easily break and go in. Good news, though, is they did upgrade all the camera systems. So if they're driving, they get pictures of the...
0: Yeah, this is what... I mean, I, I, by, I, live, I live in one, and I by no means think it's Fort Knox. But what you do have is limited entry points and exit points. And, for, for example, my neighborhood, there's one. And that entry point and exit point, everyone going in and out of the entry and exit point has their car, their face... And their license plate on video camera.
1: Lake Montecho is a little bit more difficult. There's five gates that you can get in. in. But you guys
0: have your own police force.
1: We have our own police
0: force. You can make a legitimate argument that maybe the most safe because of its own police force is yours.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Say if we have our own— Because you
0: have your own police force, fire department.
1: And rescue squad. And rescue squad. absolutely. No
0: other gated communities in the area have that.
1: No, that's a unique animal. That's a unique animal. Because many, many decades ago, they were given police powers. Right,
0: right, right. So So what's happening in these gated communities, even in the ones that don't have gates per se, um, for example, Farmington does not have a gate to get in.
1: So a little, little Lake Monticello. But they're
0: still tracking who's going in and out with the camera
1: a little Lake Monticello factoid. So when I, so, you know, everybody watched watches the show knows I'm a Marine. I also had a federal police police license. So when I got out of the Marine Corps and came into, into uh, we, we moved down to Lake Monticello. I was framing houses during the day and I was a police officer at night, actually, at Lake Monticello. And most folks don't know that back in the late 80s, in the early 90s, I did it for a few years, Lake Monticello Police Department covered the whole county. Yeah, you told me that. During the midnight shift, because I would work the midnight shift. I'd frame all day, work the midnight shift, sleep for a couple hours, go out and work. You know, that's what we did to make, make, the, ma- money. make yeah. the magic happen, to go ahead and do that. And um, there was a, a domestic dispute situation where I was by myself and nobody would come to help me. And I decided for five bucks an hour, this was not worth it.
0: Five bucks an hour?
1: I was getting paid five bucks an hour as a police officer responding to a domestic dispute with shots fired.
0: You're like, no way, dude.
1: No, I rolled in there and fixed it. But, um, but after that, I was done with it. I went in and said, here you go, guys. Good luck. Understandably so. There you go. Keith Smith on fire on a, on a Monday morning here. Eight, um, an 870 p shotgun fixes a lot of things. So
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, the East Rivanna Fire Department is just inside the Glenmore turnoff from 250 East. That's right, Bill. Uh, While Bill McChesney, it is there. In fact, the East Rivanna Fire Department is home to food trucks that often come on Thursday evenings Ooh. out to that side of town. I did not know that. Um, so, and, and there's no question for anyone that's watching or listening, this area has a gang problem. Anyone arguing otherwise is just not in touch with the reality. We will get to the bottom of this violence, though. I do believe in Police Chief conscious, which I think you do as well.
1: I, I do, actually. I sent him a text over the weekend, and, and, and I, I can't promise anything, but I'm trying to actually bring that'd be great him and the chief of the fire department in. Oh,
0: that would be great.
1: And do a conversation about, um, about public safety. And, and do not come in from me or from you, but from, from them. But obviously they're very busy people and trying to coordinate it's been been a little difficult
0: you uh we're on point
1: oh yeah look at us, lemon dirty you were crushing it it's the coffee
0: no you're on point today
1: it's the coffee and and i need (laughs) to you gotta hit the head gotta hit the head you never hit the head before the show started i did actually oh you did i cheated oh when I went to get a, I, I cheated on you, Jerry. When I get the cup of coffee, I hit the oh. head over. Oh, <laughs> head over got, there. It, got it, got For, the, the, for those, who, those who are watching and listening, one of the first things Jerry tells me when I walk in, hit the head, Smith, hit the bathroom. You
0: have um, less than nine days with one of your favorite coffee and pie places. Yeah, 3. yeah. 3.14, pie day, their last day.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, that was interesting. When I picked up the... Um, I, I, I don't know why people... I don't know but I was picking up my cup of coffee and the young person who was doing it was doing a a, a thesis on hearing aids maybe particularly old dudes that are wearing hearing aids so anyway I was little running a little late because she wanted to ask me some questions for her thesis
0: you uh, tell us about uh, how we can contact you if you want to buy or sell a house I hear you help people do that Yona. please Smith literally guys would be an incredible ally for you to team uh, the team the team, the team Yes Realty Partners yeah. to help you get to closing yeah. buying and selling a house I've seen the guy move mountains for people and I've seen folks sing his praises um, during the process and post process if you need someone to help you buy or sell, sell a house Keith Smith of Yes Realty Partners can't recommend
1: him enough yeah, well, thank you very much. I, I I don't take flattery well, so thank you. Thank you very um, much. Well, you crushed it today. Yeah, I just have fun. I, I love Batman and Robin. Wednesday show. Uh, so I think Scott is going to join us. Oh. which is great. Um, Friday is at the moment open. Okay. Uh, so it might be more Batman and Robin on I Friday I, if if I if I get lucky and can get the the two people we were I talking about, lucky. but. I I seriously doubt it, but we're working on trying to get it done. So worst case scenario, we'll do Batman and Robin. We'll get dressed up in something silly.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, Keith Smith, Yes Realty Partners. Judah Wickhauer back in the mix, looking like a 25-year-old man over here. You'll see Judah Judah Wickhauer's 25-year-old mug on the I Love Siebel show, which is up in less than an hour. Um, Thank you kindly for joining us. We hope you you. enjoy uh, the content like we do. Real Talk with Keith Smith is archived at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com and presented by Yes Realty Partners. Thank you kindly for joining us.
1: Keith, good job. Thank you, sir. That was awesome. I just, uh, I just follow you, my friend. You were on point today. Uh, it's the coffee. Totally the coffee.